St. Isaac Jogues. This was a missionary priest from, from uh, France. Came to Canada in the 1600s to make Catholics out of the Indians. Did a good job at it. He was very successful. He was good at, he was, was good at what he did. One day, one of the warring tribes that was making war against these Indians that he was evangelizing captured him. Kept him in prison for 13 months. Tortured him. One of the things they did to him was gnaw his fingers off. Eventually, after 13 months, he managed to escape. Found his way onto a ship and headed back to France. After recovering from his injuries, he came back to Canada to finish the work that he started with the Indians. There was a plague that broke out, and a lot of Indians started dying from it, and a lot of Indians were very superstitious. And some of them blamed St. Isaac Jogues and said, You're the one that brought this plague over here. You've come here to kill our people. And they sunk a tomahawk into his head. They martyred him. St. Isaac Jogues. Our gospel today is Luke 12. A few verses. Jesus speaks. He says, Let your loins be girt and lamps burning in your hands. And you yourselves, like men who wait for their Lord when he shall return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find them watching. Amen, I say to you that he will gird himself, make them sit down to meet, and passing will minister unto them. If he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. So that first verse, let your loins be girt, and lamps burning in your hands. Your loins girt, means being in the state of sanctifying grace. And lamps burning in your hands, that means you're at prayer. That's how you keep yourself ready. For the particular judgment that will befall every one of us. Live in a state of grace and be praying. Baltimore Catechism continues on the sacrament of confession. This part is on contrition. What is contrition or sorrow for sin? It says contrition or sorrow for sin is a hatred of sin and a true grief of the soul for having offended God with a firm purpose of sinning no more. What kind of sorrow should we have for our sins? Answer, the sorrow we should have for our sins should be interior, supernatural, universal, and sovereign. So we're going to break those four things down now. Interior. Interior means that it should come from the heart and not merely from the lips. Supernatural. Sorrow should be supernatural it should be prompted by the grace of God and excited by motives which spring from faith and not merely natural motives. Universal. The sorrow should be universal, meaning you should be sorry for all of your mortal sins without exception. And the sorrow being sovereign means that we should grieve more for having offended God than for any other, than for any other evil that can befall us. 
Next question says, why should we be sorry for our sins? We should be sorry for our sins because sin is the greatest of evils and an offense against God, our creator, preserver, redeemer, and because it shuts us out of heaven and condemns us to eternal pains of hell. How many kinds of contrition are there? Answer, two, perfect contrition and imperfect contrition. Now let's define those. Perfect contrition is that which fills us with sorrow and hatred for sin because it offends God, who is infinitely good in himself and worthy of all love. Imperfect contrition is that by which we hate what offends God because by it we lose heaven and deserve hell, or because sin is so hateful in itself. So in other words, you could say perfect contrition is sorrow because you love God, and imperfect contrition is sorrow because you don't want to go to hell. Is imperfect contrition sufficient for a worthy confession? Answer, yes, it is. But we should endeavor to have perfect contrition. A couple more. What does it mean, firm purpose of sinning no more? FPA, firm purpose of amendment. What does that mean? By a firm purpose of sinning no more, firm purpose of amendment, we mean a fixed resolve, not only to avoid all mortal sin, but also its near occasions. And the final question on occasions of sin. What are near occasions of sin? They are persons, places, and things that may easily lead us into sin.